that's happening in sports, fans. Christian Pedersen. Bodie De Silva. And as the intro music was rolling, Bodie was about, or Noah was about to ask me something. Noah, what were you going to ask me as the show was, was counting down to get ready? Uh, it was a personal question. Oh, we'll okay. There. But just to give, we're just going to tease him a little bit. Just to get him. Everything okay, though? Yeah, oh, great, great. I was going to say something, maybe at the end of the show. Fair enough. How about this? We'll let you get back to finishing your taco, and then we will get to some high school football. Thank you to Coach Simons for the catering. Um, we'll put it on the poll. Taco, burrito, nachos slash fries. You can only choose one. That's like the most San Diego question you could ask, too. Well, good, because we're a San Diego-based yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> if, this is, if this is your first time listening, uh, you will have tuned into the Week 6 San Diego High School Football Podcast. Myself, Noah, Bodie here in the studio. Connor Morissette from Scorebook Live will be joining us in a little bit. Uh, at the very end, Kavika Tua from Oceanside is going to be joining us. You're wearing an Alex Spanos All-Star Classic jersey, Noah, and I'll let I'll riff until you're done chewing so that uh, you can for- formulate a response. But um, one-year participant in that, two-year participant in that, what was your what was your experience in that game? Um, so my senior year, I got invited to play for the South Squad. It was a great experience getting to wear the Charger pants, um, be coached by good coaches, and play with the players around the county. Um, got to see Denzel Perryman. I actually hit somebody, and then when I went to the sideline, Denzel Perryman dabbed me up, so that was pretty cool. Um, it was just overall great experience, and um, I'm excited for all the players to get that experience as well at the end of the year because it's uh, really something that you're going to remember forever. Now, this is, I understand, a complete aside, and, and just for the, to one more time outline what's going on for the people that are new to listening. Uh, we start here at the beginning of the game with four of the biggest games going on around the county. We move into uh, trying to get through games in a 15-minute in a kind of interval, and then uh, we'll get out with the player interview at the end at SD Prep Insider for all the social media needs. That's where you can find all of our polls all night long. We'll add another poll uh, to, the, to the feed of if your freshman team goes 10-0, and 0, is life good? Um I feel like that's your realm, though. I mean, because you're coaching it right now, but also because you were the one watching JV stats the beginning <laughs> of the year, and be like, "All right, like I see, I see the upward trend. I see where this yeah. is, where this is all going." Um, one quick pre-production note that we have to get to, and, and this is this is completely this is on me, folks, and and I feel bad. We have gone so far the entire school year without bringing back a fan favorite segment. Whoa. And it's called Explain Your Tweets Whoa. with Noah Laxina. Caught me off guard today. At Noah hey, underscore. I've been active on Twitter, right, Lisa. If you haven't checked my Twitter, Noah underscore Lax 2017. I got a couple. Have you looked at my Twitter, really? I'll tell you this, man. The Vibres are in full summer <laughs> mode on Noah Lax's. <laughs> Noah is a man of great mystery, of nuance, and of culture. So, Noah, let's go to your Twitter and let's play explain your tweets Bodie can we it's the pinned one is that what we're going did we agree on that one let's go, let's go with it all right so Noah eight hours ago you tweeted out an emoji of a key 
followed by what appears to be a yin and yang symbol with several spheres kind of going through it. Very, uh, in, I mean, a GIF, I guess we'll say. It's, it's, it's a GIF. GIF. Yeah. It's a never G- know on those. You say yeah. GIF? Hey, hey, come on. Let's get to the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Noah, and we'll retweet this at SD Prep Insider. Noah, what's, please explain your tweet. Um. Okay, so it was pretty tough. You know, I've been studying hard, working hard. And um, just heads, my head's been down, and I've just been working. And, um, you know, I, this weekend I had plans to go out with some friends, go to L.A., like go out of town. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, the key, you know, to life is balance. Like, I can't just be, like, stressing all the time with all this hard work. Yes, I got to work hard, but I got to balance it out, have some fun to keep me, you know, keep me sane. So it was just a little random tweet that I tweeted, a little balance how it all works together. And then the key was just like, that's the key to success. You got to have balance. Keep it tuned at Noah underscore last <laughs> 2017, all of the rest of your life for inspiration from him. And also if you want fashion, go to his Instagram. Cause this man knows how to set a trend. Let, let's we, we can finish it on that. Um, I, man, you guys are so nice. To the me. only thing you don't you. have is Bodie's shoe game. That's no true. That's that. I mean, that's super true. Like Bodie has the nicest shoe game I've seen. Um, I feel like some some of the athletes that we've interviewed before, when they come in and they look at Bodie's shoes, they're like okay, they respect him. He's respectable around the community. He has one of the best shoe games out there. We'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. Is his shoe game the most respected aspect of SD Prep <laughs> here in our community? Um, at SD Prep Insider for all of the polls. Let's get it started with our A block, the first four games that we want to talk about coming up this Friday, week six of the San Diego high school football season. And that first one is Grossmont playing host to Madison. Mm. Nodi, Boa, your takes? <laughs> you could go ahead, bud. You could start it off. Oh, you know what? I'm going to start it because I feel good today. Let's go with, you know, I think this is going to be wait, a really no, good... No, 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 wait, wait. You have not said... More than three words in this entire <laughs> I apologize. Intro I had three documents and didn't have it up in time. I do. He's a hardworking do. man. That was a six-minute intro segment that we ripped <laughs> without getting to a single game, and you had too many documents open? Oh, my goodness. Hey, oh, he's still going to hit you with the heat. He's still going to hit you with the heat. I'll go first, though. So, Grossmont Madison is going to be uh, – this has Game of the Week written all over it. Um, two great teams. Grossmont's been to a hot start. I mean, one of the best offenses in the county. Madison has one of the best running backs in the county, and we know how respected of a program they are. I think Grossmont's going to come out on top on this one. I feel like their offense is just going to – has a bigger stage to prove themselves that they've had all season. I feel like, you know, their offense is going to run wild. They have Tucker. Their quarterback's throwing the ball really well. I feel like the pressure from Madison isn't going to phase him, and I just think this is a big opportunity for Grossmont to solidify themselves from for everyone to know as the one of the top teams in the county. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Grossmont started out really well. It's been one of the best surprises. They keep moving up in the rankings. Uh, they have one of the best offenses. Jamie Odom and Robert Tucker have put up huge numbers. Uh, Madison, they can score too. They've had some up and down performances, a couple losses so far where they weren't able to get the offense going. But I, I like Grossmont to win, but I think Madison can keep up here and really drive it into a high-scoring game. So... We obviously know that the offense and defense, like everything is working great for Grossmont. I see this as trap game, though. Mm. I see Grossmont, and perhaps partially from our own narrative and own doing, but I see Grossmont (laughs) as being excited about already taking on Helix and um, being 
ready for the, you know, we got to win one game to validate our season type mentality. And I see Madison is lurking in the shadows, ready to be like, yeah, okay, great. We'll, we'll, we'll take you on in a shootout. Like we'll, we'll run and gun and we will match you tit for tat. And then, oh, they're hungrier for, I, I don't know. This to me is the is the litmus test of if Grossmont can get this one done, they're actually ready to challenge Helix. If they can't get this one done, then they have been like a nice fancy speedboat. They're they're really nice, but they can't actually get much done. So this is a really like game of the week, Noah. Absolutely, you nailed it on that one. Um, next game to talk about is Modern Day Catholic. They are playing host to Lincoln. Lincoln had a bye week last week, coming off of their first. Uh, Real challenge of this. I mean, re- loss of the season. Mm. Real, real challenge might be tough because they have had a couple of challenges. Uh, Modern Day Catholic getting progressively better week to week after surrendering two hundred something thousand points and yards <laughs> and all that kind of stuff through the first couple of games. So, I mean, healthy Lincoln bounced back too much for Modern Day. Modern Day plays a certain style that gets Lincoln. Like, what do what do you guys see here? Yeah, to me, uh, Modern Day's got some guys offensively, and and if they're going to keep up, Aiden they're Calvert, baby. Yep, they're going to have to keep scoring on the majority of their possessions. the The more times you punt punt the ball back to Lincoln, they're going to convert. They have the athletes to move the ball downfield, and um, Modern Day's at home. But if they can't continuously score throughout the game, it, you're going to fall behind, and you won't have a chance. Yeah, um, um, Modern Day's a good uh, good football team. They're very young, and um, Aiden Calvert, he's the leader of that team, and I feel like he's going to show out. But I just think Lincoln's going to be a little bit too much this week. Um, this would be a good test for Modern Day, you know, to see where they're at. And I think it's gonna this, this game's going to be important come league time when they play their league opponents. But I just feel like Lincoln has a little bit too much uh, talent in this one. No breaks. Ever for this modern day team. Yeah. Coach Joyner has gone um, and risen to the occasion the last couple of years. I have said that they have been living in the like the troublesome post CJ Verdell haze of they moved up too many divisions too fast for a yeah. small school uh, that size. I appreciate the tinfoil in the catering department. Um, uh, I think I'm getting a, a certain gesture made. Turn me. That's that. Is that a holding? Penalty? Wow! Um, wow! <laughs> um, and and this is more. This is more of that. This, this like yes, they should be playing Lincoln because they should be wanting to be competitive and great and all that kind of stuff. But no, they shouldn't be playing Lincoln because that's the only team that that makes sense division wise. This kind of point in the season, they they should be like we've said they're young, they're small, a small school. They should be al- allowed to have petitioned back down because this is this is a hard matchup for them. I see Lincoln winning this, but the question is going to be: Did Lincoln take the bye week to figure out their quarterback situation? The defense is good, but did they figure out the quarterback situation? Yeah, no, I, I've seen him you, use you, a handful you of guys. You inhale and like you were going to like <laughs> furnace blast us No, it, great it's, there. it's a great question. Next game, we got San Marcos taking on Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel has actually had some flashes that they're getting visibly, noticeably better. They got some dogs there, and San Marcos is with a new head coach this year. They're in a transition back to figuring out that, you know, it, it's, that it's that weird year of like getting to know your new stepdad. Like you're... Your new coach is there. Like he's the new father figure in your life, and you know sometimes that transition is a year. Sometimes it's three games. Sometimes yeah. it's five years. Like 
So what are we gonna? Is this a chance for? I mean, to me, this is this is upset of the week potential. Like Mount Carmel has a chance to to play super spoiler here. Yeah, if they do it, they're gonna need uh, Ty Virgin, Jaden Virgin to have both big games for for Mount Carmel. But Emmett Brown stepped in at quarterback for San Marcos. He's a sophomore. He's gotten better each week, and he's got guys to throw to Jalen Boehner, Xavier Reese, who just committed to San Jose State. Uh, I'll give a shout out to him there. But Mount Carmel, you just haven't found a way to to put a complete effort in. Um, on these games yet. So if it's week six, we move further into the season. Maybe this is the week that they, they put it all together. Yeah. I mean, Mount Carmel, they're going to, they're going to end up finishing strong at the end of the season, but I just think this is San Marcos's time right now for this week. Um, uh, Mount Carmel, you're trying to put a game together. You're trying to find your identity, how to be consistent. It's a tough battle to fight. How do I be consistent week to week as a football team? It's something that they still have to figure out. I know San Marcos hasn't got out to where they wanted to go. Uh, at the start of the season but after a couple of weeks you realize like dang what what was working back then what was working back then i think those players are going to get it clicking and it's going they're going to have a good game on friday against mount carmel i've kind of said everything that i needed to say in, in in setting it up as potential upset of the week but i mean credit to mount carmel for keeping the kids mm. and, and not in the process of, of kind of showing some bottoming out type seasons in the last few years, losing the talent and never bouncing back. You mentioned Ty and Jaden Virgin. They're a, a large part of, of what is happening there, but it, it, it seems to be that it's a everybody finally decided to stay and work through it and get better. So absolute props to Mount Carmel. Our last game to talk about is Southwest El Centro. They are playing host to Granite Hills. Granite Hills is in my personal top 10. I don't believe it is in your top 10, Bodie. They were not, uh, they were not in your top 10. Uh, Noah is on some other, like, tweeting out keys <laughs> and stuff, top 10. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, like, throwing hints, like, I'm speaking in Morse code on yeah. my Twitter with my top 10 Speaking is. of Morse code, uh, before you got here today, Noah, and before the show started, Bodie and I were talking about uh, alternative mascot names. Yeah, if you were to and, rename different teams on what makes the most sense. And so Bodie's often cited that the Julian Whoa. Pies would be a good one. <laughs> um, but the, the, he said the Morris Coders because it, it's like Morse code. But I said, why not write out Tigers in Morse, Morse code, code on Whoa. the side of that? How dope would that be? That'd be a crazy alternate helmet. How cool would that, that. that? That would be crazy. <laughs> I would be like, I would just be so surprised. Just having a so bunch of just dots like, and dashes. Wow, that's so different. Like, what does that even say? Boom. <laughs> 50-yard touchdown, and I'm like, oh, damn. So you have the players stopping in the middle of the game so confused. Yeah. They're like, I know he what? said hike, but what is on that, that okay. helmet? Yeah, like, <laughs> before every snap, like, in the beginning of the game, I'm probably wasting a couple of plays just so I could ask the guy in front of me, like, hey, bro, what does that say? Like, does it say it says Morris? Or, like, did they te teach you anything else? And then if I'm at Morris, I'm making plays. I'm like... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. Oh, you're, so you're tapping yeah, out. Oh. I'm tapping. I'm, I'm speaking the language as I'm playing. And they're like, what the heck is this? 50 yard touchdown. We'll put it on the pole. 21 0. And then you just go back to your regular Morris offense, run the ball, and you're done. Coach McNair, man, great quote last week. Coach is going to be running. <laughs> Everyone's going to be running. I love that man. Um, and I, I believe it, too. If I was a coach, I'd be like, dang, I got to get hydrated this week. I got to stretch this weekend because Monday I'm going to run. We'll put that on the – I was going to say uh, we'll put on – oh, man, what was I going to put on the poll? Um, completely blanked on it now. Oh, are you down to have more Morse code in your life, uh, <laughs> in your daily life? And then also we will put it on the poll. 
did the Morris coaching staff get a good workout from Coach Tracy McNair this week? Both those will go on at SD Prep Insider. Um, yeah, so back to Southwest El Central, Granite Hills. Uh, <laughs> this is Granite Hills in the top 10-ish, 10 to 12, hmm. 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. And this is Southwest El, Chan- El Centro hosting a long drive potential this is this is a potential problem for granite hills like this is a i see this is one of the remaining big tests on their schedule is being able to get this one done and maintain the driver's uh, seat for the rest of the season yeah there's always a concern when a team has to make that that trip out there oftentimes it happens later on in playoffs if you get a tough seed and you have to play one of them but Granite Hills has Justice McComb, best player on the field. I think that always gives you a good shot there. He's leading the team passing and rushing. Um, I think it'll be close. The, it'll play closer that way as as they have to travel out there. I'm sure there'll be a good crowd, um, but I think Granite Hills will get it done at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, after week one's uh, Granite Hills performance against Poway, I think you could tell that this is going to be a legit football team. Uh, regardless whether they have a trap game in the way or, or like, oh, can they keep it consistent? I think those questions were answered week one when they beat their quality opponent, uh, Poway. Um, like Bodie said, they have the best player on the field. And when you have the best player on the field and the game's tight, you have someone to look at and you have someone to believe in. And I feel like uh, uh, Justice McCombs, that guy that they could count on in tough times, tough situations, and he could lead them out to victory. Onward and upward to victory. We will have to find out on Friday. You are listening to the Week 6 San Diego High School Football Preview Show. Noah Laxina, Bodie De Silva, Christian Pedersen. As always, all of our content is brought to you by the good folks at Blast Radius Coffee. It's coffee for athletes. Go check it out. We're going to take a break, eat some tacos. Uh, Bodie has made some sort of nacho. Um, the nacho fries. Nacho fries? Something like that. It's good. I can dig it. <laughs> The mix and match. Just toss everything we gotta come on a plate. Name with this. We got to come up with a name with this because this is different. I'm the carb cool. special. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. The, the the let's go meet up with Coach McNair so you can run that off special. <laughs> um, we got a full slate of games on the other side of the break. Connor Morissette from Scorebook Live is joining us to talk about all of the out of section clashes that the San Diego squads are going to be getting up to. Thanks for joining us and continue on with the Week Six preview show. Okay, we have the pleasure of bringing in Connor Morissette from Scorebook Live. Bodie's co—you guys are coworkers. Is is, is Connor the boss? Uh, how how does that work? I out? mean, Southern section's got to be the bigger one, right? Yeah, Connor. Connor, are <laughs> no, you technically? We are equal. Really, Connor, yeah. Connor? Would you be willing? And Bodie, would you be willing to submit to uh, whoever wins more head-to-head state playoff matchups? <laughs> gets to be the other's boss for winter season. We'll have to send that uh, through sure, management first. <laughs> Deal. That, <laughs> we'll pass that along through management, both these guys from Scorebook Live. We get to hear Connor's voice again because we have a slate of actual marquee non-section matchups. The first one is Santa Fe Christian has taken Bishop's spot as being the uh, cross-section rival with St. Margaret's. SFC is taking the drive all the way up to St. Margaret's. Um, Bodie, you are the road team, so uh, what do you say you go first? Yeah, uh, Santa Fe Christian looked really good against Country Day last week, ran for over 400 yards, 310 from Stephen Britton alone. Uh, I saw St. Margaret's play Vista early on. They didn't seem to defend the run well, but that game has still since turned into a forfeit win 
uh, for St. Margaret's because Vista had to forfeit that game. But uh, Santa Fe Christian, we know what they're going to do. Pound the ball over and over and over. Connor, what do you got? So Yeah, on the, yeah so on the other side, uh, St. Margaret's, you're right. They don't look that great defensively. Offensively, Kyle Jurgens is the name to know. He's the offensive lineman who's committed to USC. But really, after him, they don't really have any marquee names. So they'll run the ball well. They'll go behind him. He'll protect the quarterback. But, of course, it's a team sport. So one offensive lineman won't make a world of difference. Uh, but he, he's definitely the guy to know. And, I mean, We'll see what'll happen when hopefully this game won't be forfeited and it'll actually go down fair and square. Next game we got is Helix versus Oaks Christian. This is uh, a Helix team that in the last two weeks has beaten St. Augustine and Cathedral Catholic. So the two biggest possible wins to get down here in the San Diego section. Now they get their turn at a marquee Southern section matchup. Uh, Connor, we'll let you go first on this one. Give us the cliff notes on Oaks Christian. Sure. So unfortunately for Oaks Christian fans, the Lions have probably been the most disappointing Southern section team so far this year. They've been hit with some injuries. They've just underperformed as a whole. It hasn't really looked great for them. And uh, I'll, I'll just fill you in. Their quarterback, his name is Jamison Wang, and he's hurt. He's a great dual threat, exciting player. So they're run with a underclassman, underclassman backup who – you know, he, he just didn't really think he was going to play, so they, they've had some trouble throwing the ball. Their star linebacker, Mr. Williams, went down with a bad injury against Sierra Canyon in a game that Oaks Christian actually won. That's their big marquee win this year. But they got blown out by Grace Brethren. They got blown out by Bishop Alamany. Injuries have hurt them, like I said. They've lost a lot of guys. They had the number one kid in the country a year ago, Kayvon Thibodeau. He's now at Oregon. They also have a couple guys who are in the sit-out period still and who won't be able to play until next week. Alonzo Fontenot comes to mind. He's a fantastic junior-wide receiver. So things just haven't really clicked for them. And, Bodie, I know you'll talk about Helix in a second, but it seems like everything's been clicking for them. So on paper, just the way Oaks Christian season has gone so far, it looks like a mismatch. Yeah, Helix, uh, they dropped that overtime game to Harriman from Utah, but since then they've really been rolling. Obviously, What did they the, do the week after that? Uh, well, they got a bye. And then they took down Cathedral. Fair enough. And well then played. they took down Saints. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, LLE on Noah, they feed him the ball. No one seems to be able to tackle him. Uh, he ran for 189 yards when they played Oaks Christian two years ago in, in a state regional game. Um, he's he's gotten better since then, which is kind of scary. Uh, but yeah, Helix, they use a couple different guys at quarterback. Uh, the defense has been really strong, and um, I'm sure they'll they'll look forward to this game, bringing a big Southern section team into town. I've been very curious about uh, an ongoing Twitter thread down here over the last couple of weeks, or last week maybe, is that uh, margin of victory is now out of the uh, out of the picture. So Helix, the last couple of weeks, when they get up, have been playing their twos and threes, mm-hmm. and the margin of victory has not been dominant blowout when they probably could have kept their foot on the gas pedal. Connor, are you seeing any... Uh, sort of margin of victory uh, teams kind of surprising you like that or, or, or anything like that going on with you? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Narbonne was beating Orange Lutheran 38 nothing in the third quarter a couple weeks back, and they took out all their starters, and they really could have piled on, and they elected not to. And one parent I talked to was wondering, I mean, I guess this guy just 
wanted to beat them really badly to, <laughs> to stick it at the Trinity League. He was wondering why Narbonne didn't keep the starters in. And uh, so uh, that comes to mind a little bit. Um, of course, modern day in, in, in St. John Bosco, they've played majority out-of-state opponents thus far, so it wouldn't even really matter anyway, I think, with the, the margin of victory. But some of those teams, big wins, they've pulled their starters as well. But uh, when you mention that, really, the, the Narbonne game comes to mind. Um, but then I don't think I've seen too many other big, big blowouts. For the most part, I'm fortunate enough to pick the games I get to go to. I've tried to keep them close, but that Narbonne one certainly jumps out. I, I've enjoyed it. I, I've like whether or not it's been an across the board trend. At least from what I've seen, I like seeing the twos and the threes get playing time because coaches aren't quite as worried about blowing teams out. Last game that we got to talk uh, with you, Connor Morissette, joining us again from Scorebook Live. Poway, the Titans down here are playing host to Tesoro. Um, I don't remember what their mascot, but it is some sort of godlike. It is the Titans. Okay, so we got a clash of the Titans, uh, Connor. Uh, what, what, what do you see here from Tesoro? Sure, I've talked to Bodie about them a little bit already this week. The thing to know with them, they have some great receivers. So if uh, you can shut down the passing game, you'll have a good chance to beat them. That They're loaded at receivers. And just, it, it's funny, you, I feel like you hear this every year with one team, but they're the team that the freshman team th- from three years ago went 10-0, and and now that, that group are, are all seniors and they all stuck together. Again, I feel like that's kind of a cliche, but that's Tesoro this year. They had a great freshman team, and it got a lot of people's attention in Orange County, and now go forward a little bit. They are still together. They're seniors. They're undefeated. And uh, they actually cracked the LA Times top 25 this week, as well as the Scorebook Live California top 25. So they're officially on the radar of Southern Section teams and, and, and media members. Should be a fun one. Well, we'll put it on the poll. Uh, is life good if your freshman team goes 10 and 0? <laughs> I truly, That's a good poll. I, I truly believe. Well, thank you, Connor. Um, we, we try. Um, I truly believe that this is the best Poway team that we've seen in the last couple of years. So, Bodie, uh, back me up on this. Disagree with me on this. What do, you, what do you see out of the Titans? Yeah, Poway lost the opener to Granite Hills uh, by four, which I think was pretty disappointing for them. But they've come out strong since then. They've been rolling over everyone, 20 to nothing over Westview last week. Uh, and their game is they're going to run the ball, try and dominate the clock. Uh, their quarterback transferred in, Andrew Wisely. He does enough to get the job done. But at the end of the day, it's going to go to Josh Butler. They'll find a variety of ways to get him the ball. Uh, and it'll be an interesting matchup, as Connor said, with Tesoro trying to pass the ball and, and Poway trying to keep the clock moving and, and run the ball. Connor Morissette from Scorebook Live. Connor, uh, plug your Twitter because you're so concise and, and good at delivering the line uh, so, everyone, so everyone can follow you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, C underscore Morissette on Twitter, uh, double everything. And uh, Scorebook Live California is the is the site. Uh, my work as well as Bodie's. Yeah. Uh, Connor, closing note, you've been out here now in Southern California long enough that you're you're closing in on being a native. So give us your feedback. Build your ideal taco. <laughs> All right. Um, hmm. I, I guess it depends. I really do like all three of the usual meats that you get, whether it's chicken pork or steak but i guess if i was really hungry i'd probably go with a classic chicken and then i really like cheese on my taco i really like avocado on my taco i really like onions on my taco so i think i would go with that and then like the salsa that you can pour on i'd go with 
more of a spicier salsa. So uh, do you want me to recap that or did you get all that? <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Uh, last question is, are we going corn or flour tortillas? Hmm. Probably flour. Okay. Fair enough. Connor Morissette joining us as he uh, always does when we have a great non-section game to talk or a cross-section game. Thank you very much for joining us, Connor. We'll talk to you. It might not be now until the playoffs. Oh, man, I hope not. But, Connor, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. We welcome you back to the San Diego Prep Insider High School football preview show for week six. Christian Pedersen, Noah Laxina, Bodie De Silva. You know the vibes. The vibres. You know the vibres. Okay, so the vibres got stepped up big time when we had Casey Diaz. In yeah. the uh, during the break, we we uh, we're getting treated really well yeah, here I in the SD Prep home, Insider. I feel comfy. You know, I might have to run with Coach McNair's coaching staff. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> Noah Laxina has his block of games now. Noah Laxina, being a former running back and middle line linebacker, likes to chop it up with the mm-hmm. the, the disrespect spectrum. Yep. The it's a game of scoring. It's a game of hard hitting. I got hard one. Not dog eat dog world. It's a dog eat dog <laughs> world. So the first game on that is Benita Vista at Hilltop. Hilltop suffers their first loss of the season last week to Morse in a game that was close and and showed a lot of potential. But Benita Vista also comes up with a pretty big win themselves last week. This game, perhaps a lot more on the line than a lot of people had uh, when this game was first seen this year. Noah, your take. So I think uh, Benita, they'll have a better week offensively this uh, after last week facing Steel Cannon, which is obviously a, t- a really tough defense. Uh, Ron Van, the Benita receiver, he's the athlete. He will have, uh, you know, to carry the work on the offense. Benita likes to get him in space and let, let him let him do him, and I feel like he's going to have to do that. And I hope he got his conditioning in this week because I think it's going to be a shootout between Hilltop and Benita. Um, I believe both, like I said, t- both teams are going to score a lot. Hilltop has Marco Aki from Hilltop. And then their quarterback, uh, Deonda, he's really good as well. And, and Coach Westing has him groomed, and he looks good. We also... Uh, Bodie, I know you were serving a one-week suspension last show. Um, <laughs> Tommy Morris, Tommy Morris came in here and said that Javin Deanda was five foot five. Uh, he has reached out to us and confirmed that he is not, in fact, five foot five. He is <laughs> drastically taller than that. Uh, so, fine for Tommy for misreading the internet. Uh, Army Navy at Orange Glen. Hit me with it. Um, I. I think this is going to be uh, Orange Glenn's uh, game to win. Um, I know we talk about Kale Patterson all the time, but let's shout out their quarterback, Ethan Villalobos. Villalobos. He's a junior. He has 862 passing yards right now and eight touchdowns. So, you know, last year is a Kale Patterson show. It still is, but he's just another co-star in, the, in that offense, and they're they're becoming more balanced. Another guy, DJ Harris, he's become the legit uh, number two threat. You have to account for him because he he has a a few hundred yards uh, receiving this year. And then, obviously, Kale Patterson already at 1,000 all-purpose yards. He has five receiving touchdowns. And then you know what. You know what's going to happen with the rushing. You know the numbers are there for there. You know it. it. (laughs) So I got Orange Glenn in this one. That's that's an interesting Orange Glenn team in that I think that they took a couple hard losses early in the season. And then last week, tough to Sam Pasquale, but they are showing improvement. They, they're they one of the rare teams that did not fall off completely after jumping up a division uh, following yeah. the CIF. And this is going to help. And those losses early in the season are just a growing. It's growing. They're growing. Yeah. 
We got Crawford at Castle Park. Castle Park remaining undefeated this season. Good for them, man. Hell yeah. Go for it. Crawford, they are looking to play spoiler. Noah, break this one down. Um, I think Castle Park is going to stand defeated in this one. Uh, one of the big reasons, Whoa. Eric... Eric Hernandez, uh, he's a, he's a really good uh, talented running back for Castle Park. Last week, eight carries, three touchdowns. So he's well-rested. He got his touchdowns in. He's ready to go this week. I got Castle Park. Morse at Chula Vista. The Coders take on the Spartans. What do you got? <laughs> uh, I, I expect Morris to come out. Uh, strong in this one. Uh, last week against Hilltop, they got the job done. That was a big win for them. We know how physical and how um, effective their running game is. And, you know, Coach McNair wasn't happy after the game last week. So, you know, they're going to fix the things that they needed to fix that he saw. And I think they're going to come out stronger against Chula Vista. Claremont is at Southwest San Diego. The Chieftains, they're having a little bit of a something, man. They're having a little bit of a season. They're having themselves a little bit of a year. They got to go to Southwest San Diego, though. Are they going to come back in good shape, Noah? Claremont, I think Claremont will. I think uh, Southwest San Diego will put up a fight. But I think at the end of the day, Claremont, put, they have something special going over there. Uh, the players are believing. And I just think that this week they'll have, they won't have a problem against Southwest San Diego. El Camino, following what has to be the biggest win for them outside of a CIF championship in the last couple of years. They are going to be taking on East Lake. Ah oh, man, I I'm going to go with El Camino here. Um, I think El Camino, they're still they're oh, going to no, be wait, riding wait, high. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't get quite the reaction I was I was hoping for out of you, Bodie. Did, is that am I right in saying that last week's win was that big for them? Yeah, and, and and I wasn't at the game, but seeing what I know, they even turned the ball over a few times and were still able to to pull off a victory. So I mean, any win in the Avocado League's big, but a team that is coming off the title last year and to defend your home turf, that's a good win. Yeah, I agree, and I just feel like, you know, Eastlake's been having a tough season. They have a tough schedule, but I feel like because they're catching everyone at their best time, they're catching everyone when, they, when they're in their groove, and, you know, things are looking a little um, tough out there at Eastlake right now, so I'm going to go with El Camino. West Hills, the Wolfpack, they are at El Capitan. What do you see there? Um, I'm going to go with – this is a toss-up. I'm going to go with El Cap just for – I think they're going to get the job done here. Um, playing at home is going to help them out, and I think uh, West Hills will put up a fight, but it's going to be El Cap. Trying to scroll down here. Trying to scroll down here. It's about to write one of the polls. Uh, Kofa is taking on Brawley. The Wildcats always looking for a big win there. Otai Ranch is at Cathedral Catholic. Give me your take on this one. You know, it's it's – these South Bay teams, man, they've been scheduling some some tough opponents this season, early in the season. I think all the, the Metro Mesa League uh, teams have scheduled all, I think they've played at least two or three open division potential or top 10 teams in the county. And I think that it's going to help them out in the long run. Come league time, it's going to be really competitive. But right now, they're, gonna, they're taking their bumps and bruises. Um, Cathedral, I think... Since that loss at Helix, I think they're just they're motivated. They're um, they have a chip on their shoulder, and they know that if anything, it, it could be a blessing that they lost to Helix early in the year because it it's just gonna get them back on track. I know they had they're on their high horses. They had two really quality victories against out of section teams, but then after that loss to Helix, I think they woke up. Okay, we got a whole season to play, and I just feel bad for anyone that's in their path right now. Because I just think Cathedral is going to maul over everyone going up into the Holy Bowl. 
We're going to put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter, on Instagram. Is this the most insane year of across the board schedules for South Bay football teams? Oh, for sure. Not even a question. It's very 100% on that. Well, poll. no, it is a question. It's going on the polls. Okay, but it should be 100%. Fair for enough. Sure. Um, I don't know if we, I don't think we've ever gotten 100% on anything. Um, last game in your block of games. Noah Laxina is a pair of undefeated teams. Vincent Memorial mm-hmm. taking on Santana. Santana having the distinction of taking down one undefeated last week in Montgomery, and now they are going to take on another undefeated in Vincent Memorial. Also, last week, um, they got, what, 20 minutes to warm up before their game, and they still put that whoop down. Um, so Yeah, that was impressive. That was, yeah, that was so a statement. You yeah you did you see that that Santana showed up twenty minutes before the game and still won by like thirty five <laughs> forty points um, that's like that's savage because they're probably savage. we're getting a little high knees in like yep we're here what's up um so maybe we'll put it on the poll should should Santana continue to show up twenty minutes before game time no um, no <laughs> <laughs> uh but a pair of undefeated teams going out of here. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna call Santana that team that they're a little selfish. Like, no, you don't get to be undefeated. I want to be undefeated. And then they'll go to Vincent Memorial. You don't you don't get to be undefeated either. I want to be undefeated. I think Santana they have a lot of talent. They have uh, different ways that they can move the ball. Their defense flies. They're fast, physical, and I think they're gonna they're gonna hit first too. I think they're gonna come out strong. I think that that extra warm up time this week is gonna help them out, and they're gonna uh, get out to a fast start and not look back against Vincent Memorial. That'll do it. For this block of games, and it couldn't come at any better of a time because someone just walked into the studio with fresh cookies. And it's cookie time. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be real. It's the beauty of having a podcast is you can stop whatever you're doing for fresh cookies. So during the next sound break that you hear, just know that we're enjoying some nice sugar cookies. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute. We welcome you back inside the SD Prep Insider Studios. Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Noah Laxina here. Continuing our week six preview show brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. Bodie De Silva has his decidedly analytics-based uh, block of games here for you. Bodie, first one, Hoover at San Ysidro. One of these teams is going to walk away with a win this season. Yeah, both looking for for their first win, and they both really struggled on offense. Um, I think we'll have a low-scoring game here, but I like San Isidro at home, home field advantage. I think they'll they'll pull out their first one. Next game on the block, we got Julian. They will be taking on Foothills Christian at Foothills Christian. Any notes on this one? Yeah, as we've talked about, the Knights are the top team in eight-man. It looks like a pretty big mismatch to me. Uh, they have a common opponent, uh, Foothills won 48-6, and Julian lost 48-6. to Now, our next game, I'm very curious who you think it is bigger for. Kearney is at Valhalla. Both of these squads, this seems like this is a turning point game, in my opinion. Who do you think this is a bigger game for? I think it's probably a bigger game for Valhalla, them having started off with a good start uh, two in a row, and now they've lost two in a row. Uh, Mario Alves has been great for Kearney, and I like Kearney in this one. I think their offense will be too much for uh, the Norsemen to stop. Really? I'm going to go Kearney. Okay, fair enough. Uh, St. Joseph's Academy, they are going to be playing at Victory Christian Academy. Bodie, you got any notes on that one? Yeah, uh, two of the most high-scoring teams in in the eight-man division. I'm going to go St. Joseph's. They've played a much harder schedule so far. Mar Vista, the Mariners, they are at Montgomery. Kind of terrified for Mar Vista because Montgomery is bouncing back from their first loss of the season, but also kind of excited because this one seems like 
it's local. It's it, these kids know each other. They're overlapping communities, and it's a, gonna be like dogfight. Like this, like this is a this is gonna be a brutal game for both teams. Yeah, Montgomery was a tough loss last week. Not just did they lose, but but lost significantly to Santana. I expect them to bounce back. Marvista's really struggled either way, passing and running this year. And um, I think Montgomery's not the not the team you want to get started against. Mira Mesa, they are at Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon, a top 10 team. Mira Mesa, a team that keeps coming. They're probably going to be one of the best at or below 500 teams in the county by the end of the season. What do you see here? Yeah, Steel Canyon was a surprise this week. They popped up at number two in in the updated CIF uh, playoff rankings, although I'm sure that'll change as they get into league. Uh, Mira Mesa has a really young group. They are talented, but they've struggled against good competition so far. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but Steel Canyon's given up eight points a game, so good luck. Mount Miguel is at Sweetwater. Now, both of these teams seem like they have, at times, flashed. Mm. Like, we've seen they have the ability to, to be really above par, like, good teams. But they've also been handed some significant losses. So, inconsistency, maybe they're still figuring it all out. But we've seen highs, we've seen lows. So, pair of teams right here that, when you put those two together, I would expect... You're going to want to circle this one for potential playoff seeding type implications. Yeah, Sweetwater, they had a good performance against Fallbrook, but they've also been shut out twice. Uh, for Mount Miguel, really good offensive connection recently. Jaheim Allen Pompey has been great. Uh, Double-digit catches, couple touchdowns last week. So I like Mount Miguel on this one. Olympian, or I'm sorry, Oceanside is at Olympian. Stick around later for Oceanside standout Kavika Tua to join us on the show. What do you see here? Yeah, Oceanside grabbed that several overtime win over La Costa last week, even though it was Nuts. still uh, 19-13 was the final. But uh, they've got talented offensive players. We've seen that. They've played some really good competition. Uh, Olympians had a really tough schedule. They just finished the, a streak of three straight on the road. Um, I think they'll they'll be ready to keep it a somewhat close game, but Oceanside's got to win this one. I might have been wrong just a minute ago when I said that um, Mira Mesa was going to be one what is going to be just the best at or below 500 team um Olympian. Yeah, it might be call. right in that conversation. Same with Otay Ranch. Uh just strength of schedule has been outrageous for Olympian this year. Coach Coach Van uh yeah. not slowing down in his first year. Sarah, they are at Fallbrook with Coronado picking up wins, San Diego taking losses, Sarah he picking up steam after too early like Every win seems like a must win for a lot of these teams in this context in San Diego. What do you see? Is Sarah going to be able to get the job done here? Yeah, Sarah had a huge win last week. They ended that that long San Diego high streak. Uh, Timmy Zabrowski, Dustin Ellison have been very good for them. And Fallbrook just hasn't found a way to consistently score. I think they'll have trouble, and, and Sarah should have an easy one here. Maranatha Christian is at Classical Academy. Bodie? Yeah, Classical looks like they're the better team. James Duncan's having a really good year at quarterback. Uh, Classical beat Coronado by three, and Maranatha lost to Coronado by 36. So I think Classical's a significant favorite. All righty. Stick around. We got one more block of games. And then Oceanside standout Kavika Tua will join us as their game just ended a couple minutes ago um, against LCC. Uh, 417 <laughs> overtimes, and it was still only 19-13. You're listening to the Week 6 San Diego Prep Insider High School Football Preview Podcast brought to you by our good friends at BlastRadiusCoffee.com. Back in a second. We welcome you back to the final block of games for the San Diego Prep Insider High School Football Podcast. Christian Pedersen, Bodie Da Silva, Noah Laxina, 
Thank you again to Connor Morissette from Scorebook Live for joining us earlier in the day. And make sure you stick around after this last block of games for Kavika Tua from Oceanside. First game is going to be Francis Parker at the Bishops School. This one will be Friday night at La Jolla High School for the Bish Bowl. This is the big game for Bishops. And, I mean, this is the wrong place, wrong time for Francis Parker. Bishops is really good, getting better, trending upwards. Uh, show of thumbs around the room. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Is Tyler Buckner going to pass 1,000 yards in a game this week? No? Yes? Maybe? I'm getting... A- Getting a very tepid response because a thousand yards does seem a tad bit impractical. That one will be Friday night, though. Escondido Charter, they are at Tri City Christian. O'Farrell is at Calipatria. Remember, this is your chance to get in early on the O'Farrell train as it trends upwards over the next couple years. Holtville, they will be at Calexico. Calvin Christian will be at Warner. Horizon Prep is at San Pasqual Academy. Borrego Springs is at Rock Academy. That'll do it for the games in week six. Stick around for Kavika Tua from Oceanside. You are listening to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 6 High School Football Preview Show. All right, we are now joined by Kavika Tua. And this is a pleasure to have one of the standout Oceanside Pirates with us because, guys... Getting into this job, getting into covering high school sports and high school football, I I joined the media at a time when Oceanside was on the way down. Coach Carroll had graduated. There was a lack of that oomph, that it. Oceanside is back. This year has been an amazing year, and Kavika is a huge part of that. He scored the game winner. Uh, So, Kavika, let's start with last week. Four overtimes, you guys beat LCC. What was that like for you guys? Yes, sir. It was a it was a real good game. You know, both defenses. You know, they just putting down the putting down the foot. You know, like it was just back and forth defenses. So many turnovers. Uh, but it was a real good game. LCC definitely the best team we played. Um, you know, they were just putting down the hammer on me. But uh, you know, they just had to find a way. We went four overtimes. I was I was exhausted. Everybody was. But it was, you know, everybody fought their hearts out, both teams. Ozzy Nicholas, oh, he was keyed on me. He was he was on me all day, all game. But it was a real good game. Respect to LCC. So you so you win this game, everybody's on everyone's feeling great. The real question is, do you feel legitimately that Oceanside is back now? Um, I feel like I feel like our class like, I don't know. Like, it's been a, it was, it's a really good year, you know. Like, we're just coming up from, you know, all these losses and everything. We're just trying to get back on track. But my opinion is, mm, yes, sir, like, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> it took a little while, but he, he knew. It's, right. it's good, but, you know, it's, so, so I don't know. It's just uh, the energy, the energy that we've been having lately is just, it's just, I don't know. It's something I've never seen before. Um, so far this season, Kavika, 651 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns. You've also got another 132 yards through the air and a touchdown there. So getting it done a little bit on both sides, that's got to feel pretty good this early on in the season, being in that kind of a rhythm. Yeah, how, wait, say that again, please. 
So, so far this season, 600-plus rushing yards, seven touchdowns, another 100-plus through the air. It's got to feel pretty good to you being that productive and in that kind of a rhythm so far this season. Talk to us a little uh, bit about your production. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. You know, I got to give it up to my line. You know, my slots and receivers, they put a big blocks for me. Like, as you've seen for the last play of LCC and, and when we are in fourth overtime, you know, Cam Beachum put up a big block for me that led me to the touchdown. So I got to give it up to them. So you've been a guy that's been on varsity since your freshman year. Is there a game you look back at that's been your favorite you've played throughout your career? My freshman year? Or just any time since then, since you're a three-year guy? Hmm, my favorite. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. This this past game. I was going to say, it has to be that one. Figured that'd be the case. Yeah, sir. It was, it was, yeah. What is getting hit that was by the game. what is getting hit by Ozzy Nicholas feel like? Oh, that's a that's a big dude. He he didn't really get a clean hit on me this <laughs> last game, but he was keyed on on me for sure. Like everywhere I went, he was there. Like even if I wasn't getting the ball, he was still on me. Like all game. Um, but yeah, he's there... a great player. I, I enjoy oh, playing against him. Okay, so are there any other players that you're looking forward to that you see on the schedule? Some guys that play defense that you have a lot of respect for that you're looking going to go against head to head? Uh, I mean, we have Olympians uh, this week. You know, I don't really know too much about them, but a team that I do look forward to is Carl's Dad of Mission Hills. Our next two games after Olympians, Mission Hills. I know they have a lot of a lot of big time players like Jason Boyle, Mikhail Soto. Um, you got Elijah Lloyd over there. You got Joey. You know, it's just it's just a lot. Well, not Joey Jackson. I mean, my fault. But yeah. um, they have a they have a pretty stacked team. And then Carl's Dad, they, their defense is just amazing. I've been watching the defense like every every week. I I go watch Carl's Dad uh, PPR highlights, and I just key on on the defense. The defense, their linebackers and secondary is just killing it. And, and now you're no, you're no secret. Everyone in the county knows who you are. Every every team in the county is going to prepare for you and try to stop you. What's your preparation like going in week to week, knowing that you're the guy that everyone wants to stop? Um, You know, I try to change things up uh, throughout the week, like different running styles. You know, we even change formations sometimes, you know, to – to switch things up because, you know, it's kind of easy to, like, just key on on one thing, like, especially if they're just keying on on one player. Like, that's what LCC did against me. They they were just on me all game. But our our slots and receivers definitely came through and made some big-time big, big time plays. So far this season, you guys and Carl's bad are both undefeated in league. Everybody else has at least one loss in league, everybody in the league has one loss, though, on the se- like. It seems like this year, it's completely wide open. You you mentioned you got those two games coming up against Mission Hills and Carlsbad. So what's the level? Is it more stress right now? Is it more excitement right now? What, are, what is the vibe for the team starting to look in, into league play and, and a playoff push? Uh, the whole team is excited for it. You know, we, ooh, we just can't wait to get on the field and play against them. That's just competition we've been waiting for. And that's what we need, too, I feel like. Okay, so tonight we have been enjoying uh, 
tacos and burritos here in the studio. So if you had to only eat one for the rest of your life, tacos or burritos, what are you going with? Tacos or burritos? Yeah. <laughs> it depends. What kind of like you can pick what what, like you, whatever like? whatever is your favorite of the of, of the burritos. You can have that that as the hey. burrito, but you, you can only pick one. You can eat tacos for the rest of your life or burritos. You you lose the other one though. I'm gonna have to go with the burritos, you know, because every time I go to Alberto's or Alberto's, you know, I gotta I gotta give me that carne asada. Burrito. That carne salsa. That, that's the club. Now, are you a spicy salsa guy, or, yeah. or, or do you go green salsa to, oh, yeah, to stay school spirited? I love this. I love the spicy. Okay, you don't, because I, because I, I, I could see you as the kind of guy that's like, I only eat green salsa because it's school colors. Because I bleed, <laughs> I bleed oceanside green. Um, <laughs> so, you, you know, you say all of this. You know, the, the school is back. Everything going on is is positive and uphill. What is Friday night like? We've seen a couple of really cool edits coming out from Eddie Ferguson, uh, kind of giving yes, us a sir. little bit of a glimpse at Shout it. Out to my dog. Yeah, dude, great work from him. But that's got to feel pretty nice having that kind of a crowd. What What's it like having that Friday Night Light vibe at, at, at Oceanside right now? Yeah, I've never really experienced anything like it, to be honest, because the past couple years, I'm not going to lie, our student section was all right, but it wasn't really like, uh, as like hyped as it should be, but these these past couple games, home games that we've had, like most definitely, like it just excites me, you know. Like it, I feel like it motivates the whole team. So when the student section comes out and they make noise, it makes us even more like ready for the game and ready to play. I love it. He's wearing number seven for the Oceanside Pirates. They are 3-1 and one so far this season, 2-0 and oh in league play. Kavika Tua, thank you very, very much for joining us. Yes, sir. Oceanside is back, baby. Thank uh, you. No, uh, we, will, uh, we will definitely share all of the highlights from this coming week at Oceanside. For more of their schedule, check out what's coming on the next couple weeks, Mission Hills and Carlsbad. Kavika Tua, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man.